0: Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, oh yeah, we are double dipping in the interview pool, baby. That's right, we got Colton Pouncey of the Athletic Batting first, and then second, we got Connor Hitchcock of Homefield Apparel. That's right, he's also an Indiana football fan, so we get a whole vibe check on him, the fan base, and just how things are going over in Hoosierland. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans. Your daily podcast
1: on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team.
0: Every day. Happy October 14th, guys. Yes, it is a Thursday. And yes, this is the Locked On Spartans podcast. And yeah, once again. I am your host, Matt Sheehan. Yeah, that's right, filling up this uh, this microphone, filling up your ears with the sound of my voice, but not for long, because we have two interviews today. That's right, we have Colton Pouncey of The Athletic. Uh, we talk about everything from MSU and the college football playoff, to internet fights, to Kenneth Walker's Heisman campaign, and then after that, we talk with uh, Connor Hitchcock of Homefield Apparel. Now, you might think, why on earth are we talking to the co-founder and CEO of Homefield Apparel? Well... He's also a really big Indiana football fan and uh, just, in general, a fun guy to talk to. So that will be the third segment on today's show. Really had an awesome time talking with both of those gentlemen. Um, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked Spartans. We do this five days a week, Monday through Friday. Uh, on tomorrow's show, we will be getting a little bit more into the nitty-gritty of what to expect on Saturday between the Hoosiers and the Spartans. And as always, yeah. Come on, we got best bets for you tomorrow as well. So, yeah, I'm going to quit wasting time here. Let's just get right to the interviews. Talking to these guys and listening to them is way better than listening to me ramble on and on. So, yeah, let's go. Let's get to him, Folks, he's simply the best. Uh, what, what other way can I introduce this man that's on the other end of this call right now? Well, I guess I can give you his name. His name is Colton Pouncey. You already know him. He is with The Athletic, covers Michigan State football. And you know what? I won't even ask how you're doing. I'm just going to get right to the first question I was sent on Twitter, Colton. Right. How many more years is Colton locked into covering MSU? He's far and away the best storyteller on the beat, and Spartan Nation loves him. Let's get right to it, baby.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a good question. You know, I'm not under contract or anything, um, so maybe you should talk to my bosses about that. If they want to lock me up, I'm all for it. Um, you know, I like <laughs> covering this team. He's uh, nice it's in a cool place, and, and, you know, I've enjoyed my time here. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be here as long as they want me. That's a great answer. How are you doing, by the way? You know, I, I guess
0: I should get to that, man. You're, you're a busy guy lately, aren't you?
2: I am. And, and that's a result of, uh, you know, some busy things around the program. Uh, you know, this football team is, you know, somehow 6-0. and uh, Still not sure how it's happened, but uh, it's been a lot of fun to document. I've been good. I have a question for you, though. Uh, oh, God. How, oh, how is MSU Twitter doing? Because, you know, I follow I follow some of you guys. And, like, I'll, I'll be scrolling on Twitter, like, at night. Sure. And I see, you know, a guy eating paper you know, at like, yeah, on Instagram live. And I'm like, sure. that's a new one. Um, You know, I see Twitter accounts being made uh, like October, 2021, you know, those types of burner accounts where it's like sure. Michigan fans are trying to make GoFundMe links to, to kind of, you know, get yeah. tickets out and, and pack the woodshed now. Like, I don't know what's going on. I see some of that stuff. You're probably more dialed in than me, but it seems like everyone's losing their mind and we're still like, you know, two and a half weeks out from the game. So what what's yeah. going on?
0: No, I'm, I'm I'm shaking right now. Um, the, yeah, they're gonna raid the woodshed. I know with the like what two thousand available StubHub tickets, um, in a seventy-five thousand seat stadium. That that's gonna be the the game changer, really. When you think about it, I mean, how can you overcome that? It's not like MSU has ever won in front of a hundred thousand of their fans in recent right. memory. So like, I, what two two thousand more? And on top of that, they're giving their money to our athletic department while doing that. So like, I haven't slept well lately. Yeah. Um, it's not good, but. Uh, I, I, honestly, guys, I, I swear, I have like five questions <laughs> written down. And my last one was from an outsider's perspective. I mean, okay, you're not really an outsider anymore. You've been here for a little bit, but like what, what has the, the bickering back and forth between <laughs> MSU fans and Michigan fans on Twitter been like with still two and a half weeks before kickoff even
2: comes oh, around? It, it's absurd. And I've, I mean, I've <laughs> been here for, it's my fourth year now, but obviously I think the levels that we're seeing is probably, you know, unlike anything I've seen in, in that time period, maybe it's been different in the past. But the fact that MC Twitter is like its own established thing now—like sure. you guys are, you guys are funny, you're smart, you're witty, all that stuff—and Michigan, you know, they have you know a large you know fan base nationally. Some, of that course. Went, some that didn't, you know, things like that. And so I feel like it's a really interesting dynamic watching these two sides go back and forth. And a lot of times I don't have any context for it. I'm just seeing screenshots and like quote tweets randomly, and I'm like. I'm going to stay out of this. But every now and then, like, you know, we got our Slack channel with the Athletic Detroit and all this message, like, Nick Baumgartner and Austin Meek. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but there's, there's something going on right now. Like, I feel like we should be documenting all the banter. Like, this is starting, like, after the first game of the season when people are like Kenneth Walker or Blake Corum, like, all this stuff. Sure. So it, it, it's really boiling up. And, I mean, again, we're still a couple of weeks away from the game, but it's – I feel like it's going to be absurd. I'm excited for that one. <laughs> uh, no, it is. and But, like, I, I also don't know why, like, we all have to fight. Like, we're obviously fine.
0: MSU fans are fine with, you know, having the upper hand recently. And, like, they're fine with having the stats uh, from when b- – before World War II even started. Like, everyone's happy. Like, they always hit us with the all-time record. It's like, great. I, I'm sure my grandfather really took that loss hard. Like, I, I'm fully yeah. cool being alive for the recent success. Like, I don't know why we're arguing. You guys are happy with that. We're happy with this you guys keep on convincing yourself that yeah, Haskins and Blake Coram are way better than Kenneth Walker every single Monday after another one of your own wins. I, I don't know yeah. why we're not all happy Colton. So I, I digress. Um, I guess we it's, should fun, talk- to watch, yeah. it's fun to watch. Yeah. Well that, that's good. Uh, Cause that's the thing we, we, we want to entertain people from, you know, the, the same people, the not sick people like ourselves from the outside, looking in yeah, here. Cool. Um, here's one thing that has not helped, uh, our mental state whatsoever and it's expectations and high expectations. And this wasn't actually you at all. This was your uh, athletic compatriot, Stuart Mandel. He put MSU in his college football playoff final four. And it really was, okay. Yeah. MSU has been undefeated, but like, wow, I thought we at least start to build up. We're like, all right, undefeated. Could we get to near six? Could we even get to cultural playoff? Like bam, just like that. We're in the college football playoff, and my my faint, feeble heart can't take that. So, can you speak for Stuart right there, or on a real note? What are you? What are you? What, what do you feel about MSU in the college football playoff? We're getting a little too ahead of ourselves, aren't we?
2: Oh, I, maybe a little bit. Uh <laughs> Okay, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Bit- we need to be checked. We need to be checked. So that's good. All I'll, right. I'll say this: like I think what Stuart and I saw him post that, and I was like. All right, I guess it's happening now, right? <laughs> um, And so I, I think his line of thinking is, you know, Ohio State is, doesn't exactly look like the Ohio State's we've seen in the past. You know, they have some issues defensively. Um, I will say, you know, Travion Henderson, the running back, and, and Cade Stroud is kind of rounding into form. So they're they're looking closer to what we expected them to be. Um, but I guess you never know because, you know, they have had those issues defensively. They give up some yards, they give up some, some some points there. So if you have an offense, you can probably hang with them, Michigan State as we've seen this year, <clears throat> I think Stewart was watching that game. And he saw, you know, Jalen Naylor catch three touchdown passes of sixty or more yards. Uh, you yep. see a guy like Kenneth Walker go off for a 94 yard touchdown run, which is like par for the course for him these days. And again, it's kind of weird for me watching and I'm sure for everyone else watching, you know, this Michigan state offense do what they've done. But I think, you know, nowadays you'd need an explosive offense to hang with teams like Ohio state that can point, put points on the board in a hurry. Um, and I, and I think the other side of that is if you have a defense that, and again, you don't need to be, you know, first nationally in, in you know, total defense and things like that. Um, Michigan State, I think they're top 30 and maybe 27th right now and scoring defense at like 19.3 points per game. Yeah. That's good. And if you have the offense that, you know, can put up points and give you those big plays and has a stable running game and the balance that we're seeing, you really just need an, a good enough defense. And I know there's been a discrepancy between – the yardage and the points allowed that sort of bend, don't break mold. But again, I think that can work. Uh, we'll see against the other teams like the Penn States and the Ohio States and the Michigans of the world. But, um, you know, for now it's working. And I think, you know, more people are starting to realize that nationally that, Hey, this team has some elements that can be sustainable, that um, give them a chance to win those games that we, you know, that they've lost in the past recently. So again, it's, it's, it's weird to me. I'm not fully there yet, but the more I see it, and again I'm watching this team every week, it's like, all right, they're passing every test, they're checking every box so far. Wow. Like, let's see what they can uh, do. They can keep it rolling. It seems like so. I don't know. Maybe some cautious optimism for you guys back uh, back at home.
0: We will be right back with our guy Colton Pouncy in a hot second. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about sweat block wipes. That's right, guys. If you are like me, you yeah, almost to a. Uh, sickening degree you get really nervous for michigan state football games and uh well if you're not like me you're probably sweating during these games as well but you know what i'm not over here on this end of the microphone no i use sweat block wipes that's right guys the doctor created doctor recommended product that works up to seven days per use and let's say something crazy happens where yeah you know, you do start sweating a little bit your shirt gets a little damp if you will well they got the dry shirt guarantee that's right you will get your hard-earned money back because they stand by their product. And why wouldn't they? They've been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. They've racked up over 13,000 reviews, and they currently sit at number one in Amazon's antiperspirant category. So go get yourself some of this USA-manufactured, doctor-created, doctor-recommended product that I love. And also, do you know what else I love? I love saving money. That's right. I'm a very frugal person. Sweatblock.com is here to help out with that. That's right. Go to sweatblock.com right now. Smash in promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, LOCKEDON. And that's going to get you 20% off your order. One more time, guys. 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON. Listen, like, I, I love 6-0. This has been awesome. At the same time, like, this is not healthy. I, I, I some, part, some part of me hates this, too. Man, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop, and oh, God, it's going to hurt so bad. So yeah. it, it was a question I tackled last week before the Rutgers game of, like, when will you start believing that this team could make it to Indy? I said they got to be up, like, 14-plus points at halftime, still undefeated against Ohio State. So, like, it, and I'll ask a smart person, someone that's not emotionally unwell about Michigan State. Like, what? When would you start to believe that? Oh snap! This team possibly couldn't make it to Indy.
2: Yeah, uh, it's funny because Jack Ebling asked me something similar. He's like, "So if they beat Michigan, you see them starting ten and zero, right?" And I was like, "Whoa, oh, God, don't. Oh, God. that was and that was you know before the Rutgers game, five. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? What's happening here?" And then he kind of laid it out, and it's like. All right, so you beat Rutgers six and zero. You beat Indiana, possibly without Michael Penix. It's just looking like you're seven and zero. You have the you have the Michigan game um, again. That's in East Lansing. That that game's yeah. always gonna toss up. I, I think Michigan State can win that. Um, you got eight and zero, and then you've got what Maryland and Purdue in there before you face Ohio State and Penn State at the end of the season. You know, like that. <laughs> like there's a, there's a path to ten and zero here, and I'm not trying to give anyone false hope because again, like nah, too usually late. When, usually too when late. we think this out, I'll say this, Usually when we think this out, it's easy to say, Oh, yeah, they're gonna win that game, they're gonna win that game. But sometimes, you know, probably more often than not, there's a slip up there. I don't know when that slip up is gonna be. I mean, I would really call Michigan losing to them a slip up because that's gonna be a tight game either way. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Purdue's got a decent defense, you know, they got some playmakers, you know. I'm not saying they're going to lose that one, but I guess you never know. So it's like those games, those efforts can kind of come out of nowhere. Maybe like Tuttle, the Indiana quarterback, goes off. um, And maybe if Penix is in the game, like if he hadn't been hurt, maybe that's one that they win probably easier because he's had a bit of a rough year. So, you know, I guess everyone's still waiting for the other shooter drop. So I think that's why it's still like, okay, well, something's going to go wrong here at some point. But there is a path to get there. And I think if you're ten and zero and you're pl- and you're at a, you're playing Ohio State in that game in Columbus, that's the one that is going to kind of decide, you know, how this thing goes. If they somehow beat Ohio State, they could probably still lose to Penn State the the next weekend and then get to Indy probably still. Uh, and then I assume they'd be playing Iowa. And if you beat Iowa and you're what twelve and one, you're in the playoff. Like that's that's how this is going to go if if they can do that, you know. Um, so, again, it feels absolutely insane to think about this, especially after the 2-5 and five season. And I, I remember you know. saying, yeah, 6-6 six six would be a good year. Like, just get to a bowl win, you know, get, 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 get to that point in your program, you know, sell some recruits, get some guys on campus. That's, that sets you up for the future. With the players they have now, with a Jaden Reed, a Jalen Naylor, a Heisman candidate, a Kenneth Walker III, like this stuff is more realistic than anyone could have thought. So that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: I keep trying to hold back laughter because, just like you said, I can't believe we're even having this conversation right now. <laughs> like ten 10-0 in the picture. Or just like you said, like if they go and beat Ohio State to get to 11-0, it doesn't matter what they do from my perspective against Penn State because I'll be dead. Like I, I, my <laughs> heart will combust, yeah. uh, clean out of my chest if they leave the horseshoe with the win. So um, I actually kind of want to touch on something else that happened at, at The Athletic very recently. Uh, big news for MSU, that's right. You guys do a straw man Heisman poll over at your fantastic website, and ho, 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 K9, a.k.a. Kenny Cutbacks, a.k.a. Kenneth Walker, is the leader in the clubhouse right now. I'll be the bad guy right now, and then I'll ask for your comments and pick your brain about it. Yeah. This is tough for any running back to win, though. Only one running back since 2010 has won the Heisman. That was Derrick Henry 2015. Another non-quarterback that won, obviously, last year, Devontae Smith, won last year. Both those guys were on national championship winning teams, so point blank. It's hard enough for running back to win the Heisman to begin with, but it, does MSU just need to keep winning to keep his Heisman streak alive? Or once MSU loses one or two games, it's just up in smoke.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll say this is probably one of those weird years. And we've seen this, you know, with teams losing like Clemson, yeah, sure. and, you know, a lot of unexpected surprise teams like Michigan, and Michigan State, and some of these other squads. So it's, it's a weird year in college football. There's probably more parity than we've seen in recent years. And I think because of that, it kind of trickles down to this Heisman Heisman race we're seeing. Um, you know, when you have – I think we got like Bryce Young was probably the, the favorite um, yeah. even a week ago, and Alabama loses. And, again, like Alabama will have players in the discussion every year, but to their standards, you know, they expect to go undefeated every season, so that's kind of a letdown for them. Sure. But it's not really a Heisman moment when you lose to a Texas A&M squad with, you know, their backup quarterback in the game. Yeah um and so i think you're seeing some of those results that have kind of you know made it more of an open field um you know in the straw poll you know Kenneth walker was leading the way for it i think he got 30 first place votes among our staff and i had him first on mine i do have an actual heisman um vote i got it last year wow. and so you know we'll see what happens <laughs> but, um, fancy all right fancy guy Yeah. But I think I had Walker, um, who else do I have, uh, Bryce Young second, and I think Matt Correll third this, yeah. this this week. And, again, like I think because of what we're seeing, it's it's more open. I think, you know, some of our staff voted for, like, some D-linemen on Georgia's, Georgia's team because that defense is okay. insane right now. Like, I get that, it's a yeah. lot of – like a couple running backs, like the Robinson at, at Texas, you know, he's in the mix too. So, mm-hmm. again, like I don't think you need to be a college football playoff contender to – at least get an invite to New York. If Kenneth Walker, you know, leads the nation in rushing at the end of the year or, you know, close to it, you know, eighteen hundred yards that, that type of season, um, you know, probably twenty touchdowns. And Michigan State is like nine and three or maybe somehow ten and two, I think that will get him a spot to New York at least. I'm um, not sure if he'll win it, but he's in the discussion at that point. And, you know, MSU is pushing him hard. Uh they got the K nine for Heisman hashtag going on. So sure. uh they're they're doing all they can to kind of support their guy and it's just insane to watch and i thought kenneth walker was gonna be a good player but he, I, even i didn't expect this like what he's done has been unreal he's i think right now probably playing as, as well as anyone in the country
0: and this might be a loser talk but even if it's just a new york invite with no chance of him actually winning it f- great fine that's awesome that's I, would, I, I, I would i would sign that dotted line right now that'd be fantastic i would have
2: the athletic to try to fly me out to new york to, to write about right, that like hey, there like, we go <laughs> like send me out there guys like i'm down
0: <laughs> right now man well hey before i get you out of here um you're kind of, we were DMing on the side, of course, and you're kind of teasing that you have a big piece coming out for The Athletic. Do you want to uh, pimp that out right now really quick for uh, let you go and enjoy the rest of your day here?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to do that. Um, oh, of course, golden cool. Anything for you, man. <laughs> so, yeah, a story I've been working on for probably the better part of mm, two or three months. Uh, oh. You know, just kind of diving into how Michigan State worked the transfer portal. Um, obviously that's been a, a huge discussion around the team. And I think it's one of the biggest reasons they're in the spot where they are, you know, you, you're not in the spot if you don't have Kenneth Walker on board. Um, but also, I mean, they've just taken so many players from the transfer portal and, you know, we see some starters like there is Crouch. you know, the two starting corners on the outside, um, you know, got like Jared horse at left tackle, um, but also some rot- rotational players. And I think what, when you add so many guys like that, Michigan state coaches felt that there was a hole on this team, uh, multiple holes And um, the other part of that was building up the competitive depth. And I think when you see a returning player on a two and five team, you don't want them to get complacent. So you want to keep pushing them. And so that's why you see a guy like Anthony Russo brought in to push Peyton Thorne. I think that's gotten the most out of Thorne. Um, You see it at some other positions, you know, Xavier Henderson's taking a leap. I'm not sure he was one of those guys that was being pushed, but you see that guys are, you know, they're getting the most out of pretty much every guy on this team. And I think part of that is a result of the sense of urgency, um, attacking the portal the way they did making that a point of emphasis and saying, Hey guys, we're going to get the best players that we can here and we're going to let let it play out the way that it's going to play out. And the result of that, I think has been this the six to no start, you know, number 10 in the country. And so I've been kind of gathering up quotes over the past few months from, from players and, and Mel Tucker and um, you know, got a couple of one-on-ones with assistant staffers and, and recruiting nice. guys in the department. So I've been kind of working on that and I think it's going to run to tomorrow, you know, Thursday. Um, So look out for that. It's probably going to be tagged to the national site. Um, We've got some cool artwork for it and everything. So, I mean, I'm excited for that one to run because I've, I've been working on it for a while. And I think people are kind of going to be interested to read it and kind of see the behind the scenes story of how this all came together. Yeah, no doubt. Because I mean, hey, all Colton Pouncey
0: does is just post bangers, man. That's all he does, baby. So yeah, I mean, he the the man never misses over the, at the Athletic, man. So hey, Colton, can't thank you enough for uh, spending some time here on the podcast again. We always love having you on, and the, the, the listeners love it even more. Yeah? So you're, you're the man, Colton. You're the man.
2: Thanks for having me on, dude.
0: Appreciate it. Huge thanks to our guy Colton Pouncy for being very generous with this time. Um, yeah, he was super busy this week, and obviously, one big reason for that is about the story he was just talking about there at the end. So, go check that out. Go check out all of his work at The Athletic. Yes, it's a subscription, but my God, I mean, if it was just Colton right in there, I'd, yeah, I'd probably still pay it. Anyway, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's definitely well worth it, so go check his work out. We will be back with Connor Hitchcock of Homefield Apparel right after this, but first, I need to talk to you, fine folks, about Rockado. Rock Auto. That's right, guys. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will ever need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, hey, does your Yukon need a, a spook on? Uh, that, okay, that was a poor effort on my part. Um, long story short, I'm not a car part person, but I don't have to be because of the fine Family folks at rockauto.com are the car people here. That's right. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You would only do it if you were a clown. Here. Like I said, guys, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are always reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, and gas pedals. So go check out their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. Hey, how'd you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. And this is betonline.ag. That's right, guys. BetOnline. We are back. We are better than ever as all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field for another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. With new updated site and interface, with even more odds, props, and contests online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Everything football. That's right. Head to the website. Use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But you got to use promo code LOCKEDON. That's all one word, LOCKEDON, to unlock that 50% welcome bonus. From football to basketball to boxing, hey, it's still golf season too. Write to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Guys, that's betonline.ag where the game starts. And let's get to our guy, Connor Hitchcock. Folks, we are here with not just co founder and CEO of Homefield Apparel, but just a, an incredible Indiana football fan. Yes, that's right. I'm talking about Connor Hitchcock, the man, Connor, the birthday boy. Also, may I add, excuse me. How are we doing, <laughs> man? You doing okay? I am doing great. It,
1: as you mentioned, it is uh, an undisclosed birthday for me today. And uh, <laughs> I, of course, uh, want to spend my birthday talking about Indiana football. So this
0: is great. And I will be there at the game. So, Oh, look at you. Okay, so what kind of vibe are we feeling around just like home games for Indiana football these days? Obviously, okay, last year was awesome. It was great. Indiana football was at a fever pitch. Not a lot of fans about those games because, well, COVID. So like, what, what is it like there? in Bloomington these days at football games?
1: Yes. So Indiana football game day environments are interesting because the thing you always have to keep in perspective with IU football is that they are the losingest program in college football history. (laughs) They have the most losses ever. So (laughs) people like to give us a lot of crap about stuff with, like fan support and engagement. But again, literally no one has lost more. Like we've played since the 1800s and nobody has Ah. lost more football games than us. So you have to fight against that. Now I will say game day in Bloomington, you have to kind of, you parse into two parts game day in Bloomington versus the in stadium vibe in Bloomington. Cause you can't, Game day in Bloomington. I don't know if you've ever been to the town. It's one of the greatest college towns in the world. Uh, I work in college sports. I've been to a lot of campuses. I'm very biased because I grew up a big fan and went there. But Bloomington's amazing. The tailgate's amazing. I mean, you'd think we were a football school when you show up to the like tailgate fields and the parking lots and everything, even when we were just terrible. Uh, now it's been. I've been to one game this year. I couldn't go to the Cincy game. Um, but I went to the Idaho game, which was the week after we got our brains bashed in by, uh, (laughs) Iowa. And it was actually like full for the Idaho game, which is crazy. Um, and then for the Cincy game that I wasn't at, it was an insane crowd. It was full, um, a lot of excitement. The fear this week with how the season has gone, because we've been given the devil's schedule, uh, is that... There's not going to be, it's homecoming, but it may not be Ah. that raucous of a crowd still just given how the season has kind of gone. So, I mean, overall vibes about Indiana football, pretty good. We don't quite know how to be a football school. I mean, we've had a couple of uh, ups and downs. Uh, The Mallory era way in the 80s uh, was great, and we built some fan support. And then even the chaos teams leading into the actually good teams the last few years got some excitement. So it's growing. Um, But if you go down for a Bloomington game day experience, the tailgates are great. And everything surrounding it's great. We're building the fan
0: support in the stadium, though. Right on. So, uh, kind of going along with the whole vibe check of, of the fans. Uh-huh. Okay, you guys are two and three, but just like you said, devil's schedule puts it lightly. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a murderer's row, no doubt. And going down to West Kentucky too for road game. Yeah, that that ain't no picnic either, man. Because we face El Paso the week after, and uh, they can sling the rock pretty well. So, are yeah. like is are you guys looking at the team like? Because you guys were great last year, like mm-hmm. as if you guys are like a sleeping giant just waiting to catch a break and play a team that's not <sighs> incredible, or like where where yeah. does the faith line this team? You guys still think you have a good team, or what's? I don't know. I'm putting a lot yeah. on you. Talk for the whole fan. No, this, but, yeah.
1: this is great. No, there are two prevailing narratives right now. One mm-hmm. is we're bad and typical old IU, like was more like pump like carriage turning back into the pumpkin this year, gotcha. uh, and you can read however you want into it, or it's. You know what? They've played a terrible schedule, like super hard. And then the remaining, I mean, for people who don't know, we played Iowa, Cincinnati and Penn State. Those are three losses. And then Idaho and then on the road at Western Kentucky, which you guys all know, like it's like playing a triple option team. Like you should beat them, but also like it's not going to be easy. It's Yeah. 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 Bailey Zappy's amazing. I love Western Kentucky now, not during the game. Oh. I did
0: not enjoy that game for one second. As I'm sure you oh, I hated did. him when he faced us. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. Cool. It was the worst, worst four hours of my fall so far, but yeah. Was, other than that,
1: very talented. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, we still have you guys who we thought you guys were going to be bad. So we're like, okay, sick. We'll at least have a homecoming win, but now that's probably not going right. to happen. <laughs> and then we've got Michigan who's good now and Ohio state still. So yeah, it's uh kind of, sucks for us but i I tend to fall in the camp of the team is still good um the real problem has been i mean we went last year with one of the best quarterbacks in the country and he had his third season ending injury last year and he had another injury last game and when he's not himself you just kind of go with your quarterback play and so that's been really it i mean all the indicators are pointing right we had two good years like an eight win team that should have been nine wins and then last year was obviously a dream um we're our recruiting has really picked up so overall i think the trajectory is good i mean even at the beginning of the season i remember talking to people and going on a few podcasts where you know you said this it's very possible this team could be good in two and three through their first five games they could be good in two and four because michigan state is good But it's just a terrible schedule. So, I mean, really, my belief is if they end up at six or seven wins, it's still a pretty good season. Again, I remember the guy I'm actually going to the game with this weekend, he and I got breakfast a couple years ago, and his question was like, would you be satisfied if Indiana was like perennially six wins every year? I was just like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's Indiana football. Again, losing his team ever. So (laughs) um, with all of that, yeah, my – it's just – it's kind of undecided. I mean, the way they've lost these games makes you think, I don't know, 24 nothing at Penn State. We kind of look shook. We look real shook against Iowa. Cincy, we were – I don't even know if you watched it. We were up 14-0 had got, in the first half. i gotten and them – Didn't, want, didn't want, want to mention it. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it could have very well been 21-0 going into the half. Instead, it was type 14 going into the half off
0: of a targeting call, basically, that swung a lot. But yep. it's just weird. It's It's been a weird year. So something that a lot of football fans do, and MSU fans have had to do this a little bit, um, is really convince yourself that the backup quarterback, hey, maybe this could actually work. Maybe this could re-energize yeah. an offense. Unfortunately, though, Indiana fans, you guys have had to do that. Well, of course, with Michael Penix getting hurt seemingly every five every year. minutes, that, that poor kid. I mean, you guys have done this all the time. So. With Jack Tuttle coming in as a backup quarterback, are you still in that mindset like, all right, fresh legs. He did good against Wisconsin last year. Limited film on him. Mm-hmm. Maybe we got some here. What's What's the general vibe around the, uh, the Jack Tuttle experiment that's about to take place Saturday? Yeah, the fan base is up on Jackie touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> Jackie, so, <laughs> if you got the nickname, the fan base must love him. Then, baby, there we go, Jackie touchdown. <laughs> he's he's thrown like two touchdowns in his career, but we're making it stick. Enough um, no. said.
1: So, so he, you know, right? Yeah, he went to Wisconsin last year. It wasn't like an amazing performance. We played pretty conservative. You're also playing Wisconsin at Camp Randall, which crowd obviously didn't matter last year. But and yeah, then the bowl is. game we weren't so hot, but the bowl game, we had one practice uh, due to COVID reasons between that Wisconsin game and the bowl game. So it, it it's kind of inconclusive. Um, I mean, his background is he was a four-star going into Utah um, like Manning passing camp, all that kind of stuff. And then transfer to IU. Um, just see a family connections there and something had happened at Utah. I don't even remember. Um, so we feel pretty optimistic on him. He's, he got some running against Idaho. And it's Idaho. But I mean, we barely threw with Penix against Idaho. And then he came out and threw a touchdown um,
2: well, and he looked all right. Against there, Penix, you
1: know. Yeah. Jackie so, touchdowns. Yeah. He's Jackie uh, touchdowns. And then he the, the one thing that he adds, which funny enough, uh, Penix used to be able we used to run Penix a lot. But now, you know, we're not going to do that because we're not going to have him get injured. Uh, He can move a little bit, which opens up some different areas because our line is not good. That's the real, real tell of the tale. It's not like those Kevin Wilson teams where we had like three NFL players on our line inexplicably. The line's just not good. And so if you can move, you have a quarterback and you do some other move around
0: a little bit, spread the ball. We'll see. We'll see. So and before I let you go, I'm just gonna pitch an idea. Oh, yeah. you know, right now, and that I don't point. even know why I'm doing this right now because this is an Indiana idea. But like, let's say Jack Tello goes out and he throws like three touchdowns but with NIL, and you know, Homefield Apparel guys do great work there. Jackie touchdowns T-shirts. I mean, this is, <laughs> yeah. is Is there an avenue for that right there? Have you guys even considered dabbling in any NIL? I mean, it's kind of a joke question yeah. turned into a kind of serious question there at the end. But yeah, no,
1: seriously, we we so we've done two NIL shirts so far. You Both guys Indiana okay. athletes. So, NIL, I mean, it's so different. Every university has different compliance and every state has different laws. Um, and we figured we'd start with Indiana because we're based in Indiana and we have ties yeah. to the university. Um, and so we've done one with Taiwan Mullen, um, okay. who is incredible, um, who looks to be, he should be back for this game. He didn't play against Penn State, they held him out last second. Um, and I know you guys have an incredible receiving core, so we definitely need Taiwan Mullen. Sure. Um, so we did a shirt with him went really well it was a lot of fun and then Allie Patberg, who's the starting point guard for the IU women's basketball team who is a legend um from Indiana and so yeah I mean we we haven't dabbled too much in NIL because frankly we've been we just wrapped up a bunch of launches for the last 16 weeks and we're getting ready for Black Friday
0: but no I mean
1: that's kind of what's there for though right those moments uh that we can do a Jackie touchdown shirt potentially
0: no doubt. I and mean, Yeah, so NIL for Indian athletes, but you guys do incredible work for Michigan State. I think it's 19 designs you mm-hmm. guys have, so Locked on Spartans, all one word, 15% off at homefieldapparel.com. Just have to throw that in there. Um, Absolutely. I'm probably going to use that promo code in a little bit. My, like, my entire family outfitted in, in home field whenever Christmas rolls around or their birthdays roll around. So, yeah, you guys do uh, incredible work there, and, hey, it's awesome talking IU football with you guys and getting the general vibe check on the, the program from such a good Hoosier fan like yourself, Connor, so – Hey, go, yeah, go enjoy the your birthday me. man come on yeah absolutely no, absolutely and uh, hey have a good time at the game uh, yeah no have a good time at the game hope hope you don't see a win selfishly but like I, I hope it's an enjoyable time for you so I, you I love I
1: love the narrative that this year now it's this is your trap game before Michigan which um that's really
0: guys- yeah
1: uh-huh. it's uh so <laughs> Full disclosure for everybody, I've already told you this in the past, but uh, I grew up uh, in the on the east side of Michigan for like five years. I have a ton of family in Michigan. So I fully understand the depths of Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, and my wife and co-founders, uh, my father-in-law, played; her dad played uh, football at Michigan. Uh, and so I do not like Michigan, uh, personally. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, I've seen it from all sides. And if both teams are undefeated going into a game in East Lansing – and it's like
0: a night game that's gonna be bad news for the town <laughs> um, <it's laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna whisper this because i i don't want a lot of people to know this or, or call me a fraud but like i won't even be in the state for that game i'm actually on vacation wow. that week and i think that's the i think that's the safest and healthiest place for me to be yes not <laughs> yes. not by the stadium at all so yeah hey guess who's staying out of jail that night baby that's right it's your boy yeah. over here regardless <laughs> of what happened so that's uh we call that a chess move right there, not checkers for your. That, that's called knowing yourself. That's called knowing yes. yourself, knowing where you should and shouldn't be at a certain day and time. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I totally get it there. Must Excellent be fun to watch self-aware. from the outside looking in, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, it's hilarious for me. I, wa- I love watching. Uh, I-, I do have beloved Twitter friends on both sides of this, like you guys. And then. We also, of course, have our bucket problem friends with Ace and Dan, who has been a total douche about Indiana (laughs) football this year. Um, So it's he's kind of making he's, of course, the favorite of Red Cedar message board. Shout out, Dan. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably that. been a jerk to all of us online and whether or not it's been lovable or not, is up to you. So sure. uh, I, I needed to give a shout out to Michigan state's favorite thick Stauskis on this, uh, this year's podcast. Love him. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely cheering for you guys though, because it'd be very fun to see my, my bucket problem friends have to live with the one loss this season being to Michigan state. So Love
0: that. Well, hey, how about that for a bladed birthday gift? A, a Spartan win over Michigan Wolverines. That's as good as I can do for you here, Connor. So, that's yeah, uh, that's cool. great. See how that works, man. So, hey, thanks that's a lot great. for your time, man. Really do appreciate it. And Absolutely. yeah, hey, love everything you guys are doing on home field, man. So, good luck. For yeah, us yeah to, thanks for uh, having it's me. It's decent up the Black Friday, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. go get them. Yes,
1: yes. We'll go back to building some shelves now.
0: And huge thanks to uh, Connor. I, it's always, always fun talking to him. It's been a while since uh, we've chatted. So, no, it was great catching up with him. Um. Yeah, and being able to talk uh, some some Hoosier football with him. Yeah, two and three season, but kind of just what we talked about. I mean, there there is a good team somewhere in there, and it's been a murderer's row of a schedule so far. Let's just uh, let's just hope our Spartans uh, be one of those murderers in that row there. That'd be very nice. Uh, on tomorrow's episode, we will be talking with more of the Hoosier folk. That's right. We are talking with the fine people of HoosierHuddle.com to uh, get to know a little bit more about Indiana, the insides and outs. We'll go more specific, talk about position groups and all that jazz before Saturday's noon showdown. (laughs) That's right. And you already know that we will have best bets. Hey, I got three weeks in a row of being in the black, baby. That's right. I've gone, well, three and two the last three weeks. But you know what? Winning is winning. So, yeah, we'll uh, try to continue that streak as we head into the weekend here. And uh, if you need more Big Ten football in your lives, check out Locked On Big Ten with our guy Nate Dickinson. That's right. He does it five days a week, just like we do here. And yeah, and uh, hey, before signing off, guys, really just want to thank you again for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen or your lunchtime listen, your afternoon listen, your I need to listen to something to put me to sleep listen. Hey, if that if that's what uh, my purpose is in your life, I, I am happy to do so, guys, so no, you guys are all the best, um, Spartan fans. I love every single one of you. But lockdown Spartans fans, whew, yeah, you you guys, huh, completely different breed. Love every single one of you. So uh, hey, let's have ourselves a Thursday. Let's crack a few beers open tonight. Let's let's call it an early weekend. Why not? Let's get nuts. All right, guys. Love you all. Go green.